0: Welcome to another episode of Oklahoma Senate on Deck with Senator Greg Treat. On this episode of the podcast, Senator Treat tells us about two recent appointments he made to the governing boards of the Office of Juvenile Affairs and the Oklahoma Department of Corrections. Senator Treat also talks about the budgeting process in the month of December in the Oklahoma Senate. Now let's join the podcast. Hey, thanks for joining us again for another episode of Oklahoma Senate on Deck. This is episode thirty-seven. We're joined, as always, by the Senate Leader, President Pro Tem Greg Treat, Senator. Thanks for being here.
1: Yeah, glad to, glad to be here. A new voice for the listeners out there, Aaron. You may tell them a little about yourself.
0: Yeah, so if you're a regular listener of our podcast, and we certainly hope you are, uh, you'll notice that I am not Caden Cleveland. I'm Aaron Cooper. I'm Communications Director in Senator Treat's office. And we've made a few changes to the podcast, and we're really excited about it. Number one, we're focusing on audio only now. Um, I think I broke a few camera lenses before we figured out that we need to go to audio only. Um, but uh, I know, Senator Treat, you're like a lot of people. You like to listen to podcasts in the car. It's a great new format to communicate and learn new information. So that's the direction we're headed for now.
1: Yeah, I hear people who work out may listen to the gym, but I haven't been in the gym in a while. <laughs> well, so. it's holiday
0: season. We can't fault you there, all of us. Uh, a little busy, stuffing turkey in our faces before we get to the gym. Uh, you'll also notice that uh, we've, we're have we on iTunes. We've always been on iTunes, so please find us and, and rate us there. But we're also expanding to other formats. We're now on the Google Play Music Store. You can find our podcast there. We're on Spotify Podcasts. We're on the TuneIn app uh, for podcasts. So we're trying to reach more people to inform them about things that are going on in Oklahoma Senate. Really excited. So if there's a podcast medium out there that we're not on, please send us an email at ondeck at gov, and we will look to get on that format because ultimately we want to talk to you about things going on here and and answer any questions we can. So uh, let's get started with our first topic. Uh, So Senator Treat, the Oklahoma Senate Republicans recently met in beautiful Stillwater, Oklahoma for a caucus retreat. How did that go?
1: Uh, it went well. It went extremely well. We had most of our caucus members participate and, and most spouses. Uh, so it was a really good time to get together to to get ready for next session, to talk about our successes of last session, what we can do better, uh, and hear from some experts across Oklahoma to, to kind of give us a glimpse of what's going on.
0: Yeah, it was a great time there. We heard from some people from Google to talk about social media and and how we can use more of their products to reach constituents. Had some folks from the Federal Reserve come talk to us. Yeah, great
1: overview on the economy and economic indicators.
0: Yeah, really great information. Uh, Of course, we had internal sessions where we talked, like you said, strategy and about uh, our legislation, communications. And I think it was a really great time. We had a lot of downtime and time where we could focus on uh, team building and fostering stronger relationships, and that's always a great time at a, a retreat like this where just kind of the unplanned moments where you get to know someone a little bit better. And
1: yeah, you have to plan those unplanned <laughs> moments, though. Uh, as you know, a lot of work went into that of creating the basketball game, and, and uh, man, we got almost every uh, Republican caucus member to participate in basketball, only a couple of injuries, so uh, overall very, very good.
0: <laughs> we walked away, uh, not too many people on the injury reserve, and I promise – not to use any photos unless you authorize me to do so. So those will probably stay in the archives for now.
1: Any of the photos that don't involve me, you're <laughs> authorized to use. No, I, I, I have a caucus that I've got to keep happy. So.
0: Well, there's some athletes in the Oklahoma Senate Republican Caucus, believe it or not, and that was on display uh folks going at it on the basketball court. It was fun to see. Uh, and of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't thank Oklahoma State University for their hospitality. They did a great job welcoming us there.
1: Yeah, President Hargis and Jessica Russell, Jason Ramsey, they all did, Mrs. Hargis, and Hargis, they all did a wonderful job. The ag college, the veterinary college, UAV, we got to see their UAV lab, which was awesome. A lot of great things going on at Oklahoma State. You, Aaron and I are both graduates of uh, the University of Oklahoma. That's correct. We're, we're impressed with what's going on at Oklahoma State It, it university. was a great
0: time and they really rolled out the orange carpet, I guess is what they would say. Uh, and like you said, the spouses, some of the spouses of Senate Republicans attended and they got to tour things on the university. And they also had an awesome volunteer opportunity that uh, Marissa, your wife, helped organize. And I think they all enjoyed it. It was at a, a family crisis center. They got to learn more about it. And we took some photos and and appreciate the local newspaper for running those photos to raise awareness about the uh, Wings of Hope Center there in Stillwater.
1: Yeah, uh, domestic violence uh, victims. It was a very important, very important deal, and I'm glad they were able to do it. I wish we could have been involved in it, but we had other meetings going on. So a lot of times we try to have members and spouses do those things. We try to do them all across the state. So email us at the same email Aaron said a while ago. If you have ideas of where we can volunteer and put put some put us to
0: work on deck at Oklahoma. Uh, on deck at OKSenate.gov. I'll get it right here. So let's move on to our next topic. Uh, we've talked about this on the podcast before. Or I should say you and Caden have talked about it on the podcast before. But uh, the with changes uh, to statutes, the Senate, the House, and the Governor now have more appointment authority. Uh, and c- with that comes the Senate appointing members of the governing boards of some agencies in December. Uh, you've announced a few appointments to various boards and commissions highlighted by appointments to – the Department of Corrections Board and the Office of Juvenile Affairs Board. Let's talk a little bit first about the Department of Corrections Board. Uh, Mr. Calvin Prince of ADA is the, is the Senate pro tem's appointment uh, to that board. Uh, you met with him uh, and during the interview process. And, and Tell us a little bit about Mr. Prince and what do you think he brings yeah, to the board.
1: Well, let me back up for a second. One of the things we didn't talk about at the caucus retreat was we had a panel of
0: oh, great. Great uh, pro
1: tem appointments. Appointments to those top five agencies that you heard us talk about in the podcast last year about uh, DOC and OJA being amongst those. But I had a an idea about a month or so ago to try to get all my appointees, the appointees of the pro tem, uh, in front of the caucus and be able to have a two-way communication. It was an awesome experience. We had uh, OJA represented, DOC represented, Oklahoma Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services represented, and uh Department of Transportation represented. Am I
0: missing one? Um, OJA Mental Health, uh, Department of Corrections, yep. Department of Transport- Transportation. Um, oh, Oklahoma Healthcare Authority. Care Authority. Yeah, right.
1: both. Uh, Bob and Randy were both there, and so it was the top five. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great, great conversation. And what I anticipated was a good conversation between members and those appointees. What I didn't anticipate, and another benefit of it, is the uh, cross pollinization if you will, of all those board members that have similar issues that grew across those agencies, being able to introduce them to each other and have that yeah. conversation was was great. And Calvin Prince is going to be a great addition to that. He He's the one I chose for the Department of Corrections. Uh, there were a lot of good applicants. I, I have opened up the process, and we've talked about it here on the podcast before, but I don't want just people that I know and just people that right. live in Senate right. District 47. I want people from all across the state to serve on these boards and commissions and so I've opened it up to the caucus to give me input. I've opened it up online for people to get email suggestions. Uh, to the We put our pro tem appointments on our website. I really want more input on that. And a result of that is we get higher quality candidates. And Calvin Prince is representative of that. Uh, yes, yeah. Very impressive. Uh, there were a lot of impressive. I interviewed the top uh, three for that position, and, and we had a lot of good resumes. But Calvin Prince rose to the top. Uh, He's the Pontotoc County Drug Court uh, Supervisor and Director, and he just has a lot of experience there, a lot of experience with people who end up being incarcerated or coming off incarceration. It's Uh, a great
0: perspective, and and he he has experience as a counselor on a lot of different issues, and that seems like uh, a good worldview to bring to the, the Department of Corrections. That agency is going through a transition now. It's at a critical point as we talk about criminal justice reforms and the agency itself works to modernize and update, and so they need good people on the board, and it sounds like Mr. Prince is one of those.
1: He's going to be awesome. I, I'm convinced that he is the right person for the job at the right time, and uh, I'm excited for him to get to work. I I had two excellent appointees before. One of them resigned uh, to spend more time on their other their paying job, but right. uh, Mike Roach resigned. He put in a number of years of service of being on that board. Even before I appointed him, he was there, and then I reappointed him. He was tremendous, former U.S. Marshal and law enforcement uh, knows a lot about DOC. My other appointment there is a guy named Daryl Woodard out of Tulsa who brings a lot of IT experience to the table, which is something I thought DOC needed. Yeah, very much so. Uh, but you know, in the and OJA, sup- we had some really, really good candidates too. We we had a, a plethora of good candidates. People interested in, in serving, and it's awesome to see Oklahomans wanting to serve their community, give back. And uh, we had I interviewed the top three candidates for that as well. All very impressive. Hard decision to make. But uh, Sid Ellington rose to the top there, uh, former Navy SEAL. Um,
0: yeah, reading his bio, very impressive uh, leadership qualities. His bio is
1: not half as impressive as meeting <laughs> with him in person. So uh, uh, he he was awesome, very well prepared, came into the meeting. Uh, I had a group of senators help me do the interview process.
0: You know, very thorough in asking some good questions and, and getting a, a perspective on what they're going to bring to the board and letting – the board members know just the perspective of a legislator. That's really important, too, uh, um, because they're basically your eyes and ears, uh, or they can be another set of eyes and ears at the agency. Of course, as a legislature, we work with agency directors and their liaisons, but it's also good to hear that perspective from the board, from what's going on positively and what's going on that could be improved.
1: Well, and Sid came to the table with the uh, previous few years of board notes. and. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, to that, the that to the prepared. So he was very prepared. and and uh, I've seen him out in the community. He is excited, pumped up about doing it. His appointment takes effect January 1, because the current Tony Caldwell, who currently serves on the board and has served admirably there, uh, wanted to serve through the end of the year. Uh, Calvin starts immediately, but, but Sid on OJA is going to be a great, uh, great member for Stephen Buck and his team to be able to bounce ideas off of, to be able to govern that agency, and I, I think that uh, your can Oklahomans will be proud of both Calvin and of Sydney, So,
0: And once again, let's put a plug in. If you are interested in serving or, or want to learn more about the appointment process, you can just go to OKSenate.gov. We have links there for you to learn more. Or you can call uh, Senator Treat's office and talk with our staff about that. Uh,
1: Another good way that we don't advertise much is I really reach out to members of the Senate to get input. That's, great. that's so a great idea, yeah. If you have a relationship with your – State senator, uh, reach out to them. If you don't, reach out to them. Uh, you need to build a relationship with your state senator. Uh, they're eager to get to meet people that they
0: serve, and these uh, are important jobs. I mean, you said they do it without pay, uh, and they really have a heart for service and a heart for making Oklahoma better, and really admire and respect their willingness to uh, donate their, you know, give of their time and of their talents to serve the state of Oklahoma in the better cause, and if that sounds like something you're interested in, reach out to your, your local state center, call, we'll help get you connected any way we can.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's good, an awesome opportunity, and I'm really appreciative of the people who put their name forward. There are a lot of names that I've kept from those two interviews that uh, I hope to plug in in other areas of state government. You
0: have a lot of appointments to make, yeah. That's yeah. something we spend a lot of time on in staff meetings and, and on your calendar, So, but it's an important part of the job of Pro Tem. As you've said many times, It's it's a way that beyond just passing legislation, a way to impact uh, the state in a positive way. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the month of December, um, and we'd like to talk now about budgets. And uh, even though the legis- – Everyone
1: – it's on everyone's mind, budgets. That's right, budgets,
0: budgets. budgets. Christmas – we're not talking about Christmas budgets. We're all going to blow through those as we buy Christmas presents. But, uh, no, seriously, uh, the work never stops in the Oklahoma Senate. Uh, even though it's the month of uh, – November has come to a close and December's – Uh, Just now started, as we record this, the Senate Appropriation Subcommittees have been having ongoing budget hearings. Uh, They've been bringing in agencies that they have purview over. The agencies are presenting their budget requests for next year. The committees have been asking questions, pouring over the numbers, talking with the agencies about uh, what needs they have for next year. I mean, the, the work on the budget never stops here. We can't say it enough.
1: Yeah, Senator Roger Thompson, uh, who's the chair of appropriations, and his subcommittee chairs are doing an amazing uh, job with their counterparts in the House. We've done a lot of joint meetings with the House, taking it very seriously, asking very thorough questions. I'm very, uh, I've i used the word very three times in a row. I need to stop doing <laughs> that. But uh, I really am uh, impressed with the work that subcommittee chairs and Senator Thompson have done calling in these agencies, asking them about the request, not just going over a spreadsheet and saying, okay, we received your spreadsheet, you're approved, we'll move on down the road, but actually digging in in detail on programs, on outcomes. Right. right. Uh, they've done a lot of work over the last few months, actually, not just this month.
0: And if you're interested in that, we uh, obviously want to invite you to the Capitol. If you want to watch them in person, uh, you can go to the Oklahoma Senate website and, and see the meeting notices, or you can Follow us on our social media channels. Uh, Oklahoma Senate Republicans is our handle on pretty much every channel. We try to put out notices. We also will put out links to live streaming so you can watch those wherever you are and and follow along and learn more about the process and see what kind of issues are going on. And uh, The budget is probably the most important thing that we do here in the Oklahoma Senate, and we want to get it right. We want to ask questions because we want to make sure we have a budget that reflects our priorities and the priorities of the constituents that we represent.
1: Yeah, you know, we had the Department of Health come in, and there's been some news on it. They actually requested a decrease, which is unusual. That is is
0: unusual in the budgeting process, and, and, you know, most of the headlines that our listeners at home may have seen focused in on that, that they were probably one of the few agencies. I I think I saw several senators say this was the first time they've ever seen an agency ask for a decrease. Uh, So it's unusual, but uh, curious to learn more about that. Um, Obviously— I would Our say that th-
1: senators have a uh, uh, cautiously optimistic, right? About cautiously it.
0: optimistic about that. We They're, don't.
1: You want to make sure that you don't uh, turn down services that right, are needed in right. in Oklahoma, especially in rural communities that may depend more on their uh, county health department. Right. Uh, Oklahoma City and Tulsa have their own health departments as well that are busy. But you know, we're excited. It's a change. It's one of those that you got to uh, kind of pinch yourself to make sure right. you're listening to the right. right thing. But yeah, there was a, a decrease request. And we've got to dig into it to make sure, right? And that's what these
0: hearings will help, and that's what the subcommittee appropriations uh, uh, will do, and take a look at this and and get at the numbers, and take a a deeper dive, and figure out where these savings might come from, and how that'll impact the delivery of services. Because that's uh, we don't uh, health is an area that Oklahoma struggles with health outcomes in a lot of different areas, and we don't want to short shrift that um, just for the sake of of saying we cut something from the budget. So it's it's an interesting topic and well, stay tuned we'll have I'm sure we'll have more about that as the budget process continues and and speaking of that there's a uh important meeting happening in the month of December, it's a meeting of the Board of Equalization and I don't if you haven't heard about that, can you explain a little bit about it to us? Yeah, the so Board treat- of
1: Equalization is extremely important uh to us. It's what we set our budget on. So the December m- meeting is important uh, it's what the governor sets his budget that he puts out in the state right. of the state address but it's it's the preliminary uh, equalization report to us the, the one that we base our budget out comes in in february february right more and,
0: concrete numbers in february
1: yeah and with the with the economy like oklahoma's oklahoma's that is dependent on commodity prices a lot it's it swings sometimes wildly right. between that december right. and february Numbers, So we want to make sure we get it as accurate as possible. Uh, it, it's statewide elected officials that are on that commission. They take their job seriously. I hope they do. And it's, it's a very important meeting to kind of know where Oklahoma stands and how much money do we have to appropriate next
0: session. Very important. And as we talk about the budget, it's, it's good to reflect back this past the 2020 budget year. Uh, we were wise and and put back some money to, to save for those rainy days, and we have a pretty substantial amount of money in Yeah, savings. we have nearly
1: a billion. Uh, when you count rainy day, the oil and gas stabilization fund and the $200 million that we just set aside last year and said we weren't going to spend. And as you look at some of the economic indicators, some of the ones that the Federal Reserve indiv- individuals came and talked to our caucus about, there's some concerns in Oklahoma's economy. We don't want to bury our head in the sand on right, it. Right, right. And we've got to address it uh, head forward. The the oil and gas uh, investments have changed drastically over the last 18 months of what Wall Street is looking for in these right, companies. Yeah. And and so it, it's having an impact on our economy. Manufacturing is uh, in downturn across the country, and that impacts a lot of our communities. Right, right. There's a lot of good, too, though. Aerospace is continuing to tick up. Uh, and so we haven't seen uh, the cataclysmic results that you see in some other economies right. based on oil and gas revenue.
0: You know, a lot of small things have, been, have taken place over the last few years that really set us up uh, in a better position financially to weather these types of storms. So it all it all goes together in the grand scheme of things. Uh, and finally, let's move to our uh, our last topic here that we want to get to in this December podcast. Um uh, a little bit of the behind-the-scenes process here in the Senate. So, December thirteenth here in the Oklahoma Senate is the bill request deadline. So, you may see at home, you, you may start to see headlines of bills being filed. The actual deadline to file a piece of legislation is not till January, but December, uh, members of the legislature request bills that they think they want to file or know they're going to file by January. So, the request deadline is important. It's basically a placeholder. Is is that? A decent way It to is. It.
1: And, you know, we've got staff uh, both in the House and the Senate that draft these bills for us. So you take a concept and then put it into state statute, which is not just a plug and play. A lot of times if you come up with an idea that you've seen another state pursue or uh, certain constituent of yours request, you have an idea, you have a concept, but you don't have the legal language in order to implement right. that. So we've got staff... Uh, that will put that into legislative language for us. So this is basically saying you have to have these ideas into them so they have enough time to be able to draft your concept into a bill. And in the Oklahoma Senate, uh, we disallowed what's called shell bills that used to be a common practice where you just take a title of law and say I'm going to file a bill in that area and just hold on to it with no substantive language. We don't allow that anymore, so having this deadline is extremely important. Yeah, it
0: adds transparency to the process uh, for the public and for the entire Senate so members get a sense of what bills are coming down the pike.
1: But the bill filing deadline is uh, January 16th, and so we've still got about a month. But, you know, with Christmas and New Year's, uh, we we need to make sure we have ample
0: time. Well, there are 48 members of the Senate, and each of them can file as many bills as they want to. Uh, Some members file, you know, dozens of pieces of legislation, some you know, 10s tens and 10s and 10s tens and, tens and, and 50, 75, 100, something like that.
1: Yeah, it's a wide variety. I, I tell you, the longer I've been here, the less bills I file every session. <laughs> I used to file upwards of 50 or 55, 60. I really try to focus on two or three priorities now. Uh,
0: and Well, that's, I think that's come as you've moved up the, the leadership ranks. You have less time to pursue those and you spend more time on the global picture of moving the agenda forward. And oh,
1: whatnot. yeah.
0: Your, your, has your percentage gone up or down? Have you ever looked at that? I'm, you know, I'm I, guessing it's gone. Your percentage has gone up.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, you mean success of getting yeah, your, success, passing the law. your
0: success of getting bills passed uh, in the law?
1: You know, I haven't looked at that, uh, but it probably has gone up some. Uh, <laughs> the The it's it's a lot of work though. It's not a numbers game. It's not right. how many bills can you pass. It's it's what substantive change have you made that improves the lives of Oklahomans, improves people's uh, willingness and ability to invest in Oklahoma, uh, to move to Oklahoma, to have right. existing businesses expand, to have kids educated in right. a, a more robust manner,
0: to have more transparency. So and we can't talk about it enough. But just look back at our agenda for 2019. I mean, it was there were four items on it, all four incredibly important. We succeeded on all four game-changing pieces of legislation. So, yeah, I think that's what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. And this, uh, we'll have to talk more in depth on another episode of this. But, you know, we tried to modernize communication here at the state capitol. And hopefully next session people will see that uh, in a much uh, bigger way.
0: Session is just around the corner. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk more about our legislation policies and our agenda moving forward Uh, for all those Listening at home and marking your calendars Monday, February 3rd at noon is when the first day of the 2020 session kicks underway. Well, that's about all the time we have today on episode 37 of Oklahoma Center On Deck. This is the month of December. We're wrapping up. Uh, we want to wish everyone uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Do you have any traditions in the the treat family that uh, you're looking forward to this month
1: well we've got a 12 nine and eight year old so we have a lot of traditions uh uh, around christmas and and they're unwavering i keep trying to convince the kids rather than christmas gifts take a trip (laughs) and pull the money i've yet to be successful maybe when they're in their 20s or 30s they'll come back to me and say you can you can keep dreaming
0: that's uh that's what the uh that's a good thing to plan yeah when they're that age you know the the iPods, the video games, or whatever iPods. they're into—I don't even know. I've, my kids are five <laughs> the, and three. The so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Discman, that's right. Yeah. my kids are five and three, so they like uh, Hot Wheels and cars and yeah, Paw My twelve-year-old still and,
1: likes Hot Wheels. So I—I uh, know there's a lot of great tradition. I love spending time with family, and it's—it's it's the truly is the most wonderful time of the year. I'm excited to celebrate uh, Christmas with my family and friends. So,
0: well, so we're about to wrap up here uh, again. We appreciate everyone at home for listening. Uh, We're changing it up, so this is our December episode. Uh, We'll come at you again in January, and looking forward more to the session that will begin in February. Uh, Senator Treat, thanks for joining us again today. We appreciate your time. We thank you, everyone, for joining us at home. Uh, Don't forget you can find us on um, your favorite podcasting service. Just look for Oklahoma Senate On Deck, and you'll find us there. If you have any questions about topics you'd like us to cover, please feel free to send us an email on deck at oksenate.gov, Or if you found this found us on social media, just leave us a comment and we'll try to get to you. We really appreciate the feedback. It helps us hone in the, the topics we cover. And, and after all, this is a, a way for us to inform the public about what's going on here at the Oklahoma Senate. So we appreciate you for joining us at home and hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks.